Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Country Wine and Spirits is San Diego's premier wine and spirits purveyor. They offer unmatched beverage service with competitive pricing and a tradition of upscale service. They provide fine wines, a variety of liquors, spirits, craft and imported beers, imported cigars, and exotic tobacco accessories. Country Wine and Spirits is now available online, and if you use cwspirits.com slash heybartender, you get 5% off your entire order. That's right, 5% off your entire order. Go to cwspirits.com slash heybartender and find your favorite spirit or wine today and get 5% off just by using cwspirits.com slash heybartender. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Hey everyone, this is Vivian from the Thirsty Horse Mobile Bar, and you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Hey bartender, pass me a drink. Vivian, welcome to Hey Bartender Podcast. It's uh, great to have you on here. Um, so to get things Thank started, you. Thank you so, much. so to get things started, why don't you introduce yourself to my listeners? Gotcha. Hey listeners, my name is Vivian and I'm the owner operator of the Thirsty Horse. We are a mobile bar company located in beautiful Southern California. Um, our Rolls Royce of a bar, I like to call it. Is magnet. We have a vintage horse trailer that we converted into our bar on wheels. So we hitch them up, pull them in. If your high gate fits them, we're going to backyard boogie with them. Now, um, before before I get started, I've seen uh, I've seen your horse trailer that you've converted into a mobile bar. How long did that take to make? Well, it's a very interesting story, and I hope you guys have time. <laughs> Well, before we okay, if it's a long story, before okay. we before we get started, uh, why don't you present us with a drink special for this episode? Sure, gotcha. Well, our, uh, my drink special, I like to call it my unicorn. It uh, was called a or it is called a sotol sour. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are super familiar with sotol, um, but I was working with a, a new company that's trying to bring sotol out. Um, into the States, make it popular. We went to an event with them and one of their bartenders there that was promoting made what's called a sotol sour. They use their sotol, guava, um, red pepper paste, um, and their in-house cardamom ginger simple syrup. It was the perfect blend of sweet, salty, and the tiniest little hint of jalapeno. It's been six months since I've had it. I tried to recreate it over and over and over, <laughs> and I've never been able to get it. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Have you tried harassing the bartender to? Uh... Um, I did, and she gave me the ingredients. She wouldn't give the measurements, which is totally cool. I get it. Um, it was her own little whipped up thing, and I even went as far as buying the 
same exact purees that she bought from Napa. Um, and nope, still just cannot get it for the life of me. And oh. this was just a, it's not something they have on their bar menu. She just whipped it up, you know, a presentation and just can't, can't get it. And I still have dreams about that photo to sour to this day. <laughs> well, if any of you know how to make it, uh, just, uh, I'm talking to the audience right now. If any of you know how to make uh-huh. that drink, uh, please contact me due to HeyBartenderPodcast.com or uh, contact Vivian. We'll give you her information at the end of the episode. Yes, please. Sotol Sour with fresh guava paste and red jalapeno paste. You said it's a blend of uh, like heat and sweet at the same time? And- yeah, yeah, yeah. So that red jalapeno puree, paste or puree, it's got a, a salty heat to it. So when she used that guava puree, um, just that saltiness and the sweetness had the perfect combination. And the heat on it was, you know, something more on the back of the palate. It wasn't spicy on the lips, but you kind of smell and felt the heat in it. It won't, back your throat there. It doesn't clear out your sinuses or anything like that. It, no, 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 no. <laughs> Which has been my problem. So I, uh, you literally use the most minuscule amount of that red jalapeno puree, um, because every time I've made it, people's eyes are watering, their lips are red. It's just <laughs> all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. Me being Hispanic can tolerate it, but no, it, it has just been all bad. Well, there's no harm in experimenting until you get it right. Uh, exactly. I'm sure there's been dozens of drinks invented out there where people uh, spent months trying to figure out, okay, how did they do that? So, and but, Exactly, and, or just made stuff on accident. But sometimes bartenders can be a little uh, uh, protective of their own personal recipes just because they don't want the other bartender to take it and, and use it as their own, which I've stolen exactly. drinks from people before, so I'm guilty of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. I always at least say, <laughs> I tell them ahead of time, do you mind? But no, I, I totally get it, you know, and there's obviously mixologists out there that really have an amazing creative mind for that, and I obviously would never want to steal anyone's credit. I, I just want to drink that soto sour whenever I want it at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I just want it. <laughs> uh- all right, so um, let's start at the beginning. Let's, uh, but not like birth or anything like that. Let's start. Oh yeah, uh, no, no, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> so, uh, ha- how long have you been in working in the service industry? Um, service industry. Well, for those of you who may not know, I um, actually am a bartender by night, weekends, lunch break. Um, I have been a nurse for the past eighteen years. Um, but all through nursing school, um, and still between that time and now, I bartended, getting myself through nursing school. Um, before bartending as a kid, I was working in restaurants, um, always been in the service industry. And I mean, I guess technically as a nurse, you can kind of, I'm not sure if you can kind of consider it in the same. Um, but I've been in the line of customer service since I was 16 years old. Well, uh, yeah, most of us started uh, really young, but I, I mean, I personally started in fast food and moved on from there, but, uh, so you've been working like the restaurant or service industry or customer service in general since mm-hmm. you were 16 Always. years old. That's all I've ever done since I was 16 and I'm 38 now. Yay. <laughs> I, I know, I know nothing else, but to, you know, serve guests, clients, patients, 
as you said that as you were bartending though, uh, you were paying your way through nursing school. Was that, uh, was that just, uh, was that what you wanted to do is move into nursing school? Um, actually nursing was never anything I thought I'd get into. Mm -hmm. Um, but as you know, I grew up, I guess, um, I just knew I needed a more stable job. And at that time, I didn't see a restaurant or hospitality as my stable long-term job. Um, and I yeah, switched over to nursing. I still bartended and worked restaurants and gigged um, really up until recently that I opened my own business. Um, I am new to having my own official business. Um, I did bartending for events for friends and families always, but I never took that leap into my own business up until um, hitting a wall as a nurse this time last year. Now, this is a uh, this is a question I ask everybody that uh, have have other goals in life while they're working in the service industry. Did you ever receive pressure from friends, family, customers? Uh, like, why do you do this job before you started nursing school? Or why don't you do something else? Where Was there any pressure? Did you get any of that usual stuff? Um, you know what? I I didn't. Um, no, I actually never did. I've always just been my own, you know, my own leader. I've always just set out. If there was something I really wanted, I just set out and went for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, I only bring it up because it seems to be a, a common story. Like uh, your parents might say, why don't you get a real job or why don't you get something where you don't work nights all the time or, uh, you know, or get something with health benefits. That's a big one. Uh, Yeah, well, that is, yeah, that's a big one. But I I guess I was pretty mature at 16, 17 that I knew the goal was get a good job, work your nine to five, have health benefits, have a stable paycheck. And that's life. You live to work, you work to live and. I finally must have just gotten tired of it after what twenty years. Did you ever find it difficult to uh, balance uh, schoolwork and working in the restaurant? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, I, you know, working in the restaurants, working in the bars, I'd be there till you know two a.m. Come home and try to cram a hour or two of studying, fall asleep on the floor in the living room, um, and then get up at six a.m. for school. Um, and it was about a year and a half of just that craziness, but, when but I, I made it when you're in your uh, early twenties, you, that's, you can do that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do that. You can party hard. Um, now as 38 and a mother of three in a business and a nursing job, please look, I don't fall asleep <laughs> driving, you know, the freeway to get home. I feel it now. Yeah. <laughs> So bartending and working in the restaurant ultimately was always uh, your goal was to be uh, work your way through nursing school to become a nurse. Um, yeah, that was my initial goal. And like I've mentioned, I've always since then, since nursing school, and um, I still did a lot of bartending um, and special event bartending for friends and families. Mm. Um, so because it was something I always did anyways, I never... Um, I guess I never really thought about launching my own business and doing it full time mm. because I've never, I, I've never thought that I wouldn't be a nurse mm. um, until COVID, you know, 
stole my heart and soul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all this COVID craziness. So at that point last year, when I really was just at a really dark place, sad, um, I knew I needed just to switch gears. I needed to get that sunshine back in my life. Yeah. So starting my own business and moving forward to doing this full time really was now and is now my goal. Now, uh, here's an odd question for you. Has your nursing skills come in handy in the, uh, in the bar industry? Actually, it really has. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, I have had to do the Heimlich um, at two weddings. Um, I, drunk people and food, you know, it gets kind of messy. Um, so I have had two separate wedding guests that were choking on dinner. And I had to give them the Heimlich. Um, really the people skills are one of the biggest ones. I mean, as bartenders were, you know, therapists, counselors, um, storytellers, listeners. Um, so really just learning how to deal with different personalities when people are at their worst. So when people are sick and not feeling well, um, has really helped me to read and judge characters when I'm behind the bar. Yeah, is there a similarity between a drunk and somebody who's very sick? Oh my gosh, you know, very similar. It, it may turn into a fight or you may have to pull them off the floor, whether they're unconscious <laughs> from a heart attack, from being drunk. So it, you know what, that's probably why I do so well with the bartending. Yeah, you know, nothing surprises me at this point. It, it was an easy transition. Like I said, I'm still, I'm still in nursing, but I, you know, sometimes run out in the middle of a, nursing job and set up for a gig, come back to work and, um, mm. and just a crazy girl. So like if you were bartending in a, uh, in a situation, you're, you've got a event that you're, uh, bartending for things get a little bit out of hand and all of a sudden somebody's bleeding from their head. You'd be able to get the first aid kit oh, and stitch them right up. <laughs> I got them. I got them taken care of CPR. You just stitch them up, uh, put out a fire recently. Yeah, I had to put on my fire fireman's hat. Oh, firefighter um, too, nice. The, yeah, you know, we're, we're, what is this, jack of all trades. <laughs> the florals, the dried florals um, on the bar caught on fire when uh, someone that was a little kitschy knocked over a candle. And let me tell you, dried florals, they blow up in flames in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we've all been there and had our crazy stories. But, uh, well, I've never, you know, the, the occasional bar fight, yes. Uh, helping somebody who's uh, sick, yes, I've done that. But I can't say I've ever put a fire out. Uh, that's... You know, there, there, there was a lot of Pepsi all over the floor real quick. <laughs> it's like, a, like, it kind of reminds me, there was one bartender that told me a story uh, that I've had, never had on my podcast. I don't know where the guy's at. He was serving a flaming Dr. Pepper to, uh, to a kid on his 21 run. But he didn't put enough beer in the uh, in the glass, so the uh, the rim of the of uh, the shot glass was still a little bit too high. Poured it into his mouth, and it went into oh. his full grown beard. But oh, uh, no. unfortunately, he was uh, drunk and you know when he was tipping back back the glass, he fell on the floor. And his father, who took him out for his twenty one run, started trying to stomp him out with his foot because realizing, oh, <laughs> realizing he was on that's, fire. That's his face. But oh my god! The bartender that told me this story, he said he put him out just by putting his wet bar rag over his face, and it was out. But hey, you know, germs or be on fire. Oh, we'll take the germs. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, there's, well, there, you know, there is quite a, a difference between, um, I do, well, now with my business, you know, we do mostly weddings, big private parties. So I don't get the crazy bar fights anymore. Like when we were at an actual, you know, um, bar, a little hole in the wall. But yeah, gosh, it's been a while since those crazy bar nights at a brick and mortar. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the hole in the wall bars always, uh, I always had the most fun at. You no, know, but you know, uh, I never really truthfully worked corporate. But, uh, you know, you get the more interesting stories from the people that work in brick and mortar, you know, mom and pop owners. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. So get, uh, getting back to your horse trailer, let's start, mm. let's start talking about your business. Now, what is it officially called again? The Thirsty Horse Mobile. Thirsty Horse Mobile. Okay. And you said that you, uh, well, I've seen on, uh, on your social media the pic- pictures of your, uh, of your mobile bar. And it's incredible. Uh, Thank you so much. How this Magnus? <laughs> uh, how did that? Uh, how did I've seen a few others online, but how do you? Mm-hmm. How did you decide to make that? How do you know what kind of planning went into it? Uh, okay. Really? Well, uh, you know what? I got the idea. I know they've been they're a little bit more common now, but I got the idea. Um, when we were in Arizona, we were in Arizona for some quick turnaround trip, and I saw there where they were doing those like bar on weir- wheels where people sit on like this bicycle. Oh, everybody yeah. pedals and they're pedaling this like bar around town. And so I'm like, you know what, a bar on wheels would be an excellent idea. But of course, I'm like, but it's got to be something different. I, I can't do what they're already doing. Um. And I saw not too far from me, somebody had converted an old like Shasta camper, a old uh, Shasta camper. Um, and then I just got the idea of an old um, horse trailer, really anything that was quirky and unique that I could stick a bar top and like a sink inside. I thought about doing it. Yeah. yeah. And the horse trailer was the first thing that I came across. In that way, it's unique because I've seen a lot of people use like uh, Wells Cargo trailers and just cut a hole in the side. Those are cool. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, how long did it take you to design it to something that you uh, were comfortable working in or something that you liked? Yeah. Well, um, I definitely had the idea in my mind. I knew what I wanted, but, you know, I'm a nurse, I'm a bartender, metalwork and woodwork. I have no idea. So. Um, I found myself a metal fabricator who was very much interested. Um, he works a lot on plastic cars. Um, I shot my idea out to him. It was quirky. He loved it. He wanted to get in on this. Also, I didn't know anything about finances of building or materials. Um, so I kind of went into this wanting basically him to tell me. Um, mm. We had agreed to not a horrific amount of money and a three month project. And um, five months in, I get a call from a random employee um, who is calling me to tell me I really need to get over there and take my trailer back before this guy destroys the last bit of it. Mm. Um, So this guy, I guess, long story short, he stole um, a few thousand dollars from me and he cut my trailer apart parts 
so he um, was selling all that old, it's a 1969 horse trailer. He was selling all that old iron for cash um, to pay off uh, a lot of goons that were after him for um, destroying his, their collectible cars. Oh, okay. Um, so his employee was not going to be returning. Um, he hadn't gotten paid in a few weeks. And he said, I'm going to leave the gate unlocked. Please come and get the rest of your trailer. So I went in with my husband's pickup truck after hours. And yeah, there was basically just a half of a frame and axles left. And I was barely able to hitch that thing back up and drag it back home. Yeah, I watched the uh, the Instagram video of you uh, creating that, the creation process. And yeah. there, uh, there was nothing left. There was nothing, right? Yeah. Basically a frame. <laughs> yeah. And um, even then, a, a, most of the largest support frames were missing. Um, and I, at that point, did already belong to a couple of consulting groups. Um, everybody said, just, just dump it. There's literally nothing left for you to come back from but I was so invested already I was so invested into him um my trailer that was just my dream I knew there'd be speed bumps but just emotionally I couldn't let go Mm -hmm. um and I I had to make it work and um you know I posted a a live that same night from my driveway you know like holding the tears in as much as I could and I just threw it out there if anybody you know knows anybody um I don't have much money left, but, you know, point me in the right direction and found this uh, amazing, amazing guy who was in my driveway probably less than 12 hours later, um, taking measurements, um, making his own little blueprints. And this guy, um, by trade, is a, a school teacher and he does metal and woodwork on the side. He was on summer vacation and said, I, you know, I really don't have anything to do until I get back to to work in two months. I'd love to take this on and don't worry about the finances. We'll, we'll figure that out down the line. Well, it's great when you find somebody that just enjoys the work and is willing to almost do it for free. (laughs) Yeah, he, he really almost did. And he, um, all I had to do was, you know, pay for the supplies at the moment and deal with the rest later. And I'm just, this guy is amazing. I mean, the, the things that he was able to do with that, almost nothing of a trailer was just awesome it was everything i i imagined you know just something cute something to catch everyone's attention but be functional at the same time and i mean he crossed off everything on my list 100 percent. well to me it does catch a lot of attention mostly because it kind of reminds me somewhat of an old vw a bus you know just the color yes, and the yes. hubcaps you know the colors yes the two-tone <laughs> Um, and uh, thankfully on my side, I have an uncle who has been in a vintage car, uh, painting and restoration. Um, so he was able to paint it for me. We got it. It it was just, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare, but thankfully I just found somebody who really wanted me to believe that there were still nice guys out there and and he sure did. Well, it's, it's tough after you get screwed over like that and, uh, and you're, I uh, admire you for jumping back into it because it can be insanely discouraging uh when somebody does that financially it was a huge yeah financially it was a huge hit so um it it was hard and i was just coming off of um one of the other reasons why i launched my own business other than like i said i was a, a burned out nurse um 
part of that burnout phase was also because I lost four, almost, yeah, four immediate family members to COVID all four weeks, uh, one week apart from each other. Wow. So I had just lost my grandpa, my grandma, my aunt, and my uncle all from the same side of the family. And literally, um, gosh, it was, yeah, that was all, all at the same time. And um, after my last family member passed away, that was like the last straw. I knew like I had to make a change real quick. So I saw my trailer. It was great. I took it into this guy. And it was just like this other just huge, huge moment to kind of try to drag me down under the rock again. But we just pushed on. And I've been so, so absolutely blessed ever since I launched the business. Like everything was kind of coming back to me. That's good. Um, I'm happy for you that you're able to bounce back. Um, Thank you. So your first night, you just your trailer's finished. You're excited. You're ready to uh, ready to go to work. You get your first job offer. What was that like? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! It was um, it was just the sweetest, sweetest moment. Um, I was scared, of course, because it was just unexpected. I've never been out on my own. Um, I launched my business this time last year, but with the delays with the trailer. Uh, the trailer itself wasn't really officially ready to go till about Halloween. Um, so we had a we had a couple reach out to do their annual Halloween party, and it was a must that we show up in Halloween get up, and we had the lights, we had the smoke, we had the candles, and it was just like that aha moment. Mm. Like, you know, it's kind of come full circle. That's that's cool. Um, uh, and I've never seen a better um, mom and dad team dress up as Wayne and Garth. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. That was a father-daughter team. Oh, okay. uh, they dressed up as uh, Wayne and Garth, and they took home first place. It was the best. Actually, I think I have a picture up of them in front of the, the trailer that day. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I mean, they were in full character everything the whole night. Really? Everything? Yeah. <laughs> everything the dancing the looks the all of it yeah <laughs> so um so you get uh you you're the first your first job it's uh your name is on the receipt um i've always i've actually kind of wondered how do you set up for that i mean uh when you're about to do a party for somebody uh because i can sit back and think well i can just bring all the usuals like the Smirnoff, the Jack Daniels, the uh Bacardi in you know, do you do you have a list or do you have them write up a list of what they want? I, yes, yes, yes. So what we do because out here in California the liquor laws are extremely, extremely tight. So um we are a dry hire, so we don't bring any of the alcohol with us. Um however we do have um, liquor stores and companies that we are partnered with where we are able to place our client's liquor order. Um, the client makes their payment through the store and then the store or the liquor store will deliver the alcohol to us or deliver it to the client for us. So what we are providing as the dry hire is anything and everything else, the bars, the ice, the paper goods, um, the mixers, the garnishes, the sodas, water, everything else that's not 
alcoholics. So we have um, on our website, I have the menu of cocktail options um, that the client can pick from. But, you know, there's obviously so many drinks that um, really I just tell them, what are your favorite drinks? What do you want? If you need ideas, let me know what's the theme of the party and I can, you know, give you some recommendations. And um, we pre-batch everything the day of your event. So when we pull up, we have all of our mixtures ready to go for those specific drinks. Um, so we're not just bringing like a smorgasbord of anything under the sun. Unless we're doing a full bar, um, then we just bring everything individually. But for the most part, we are already prepared with a set cocktail menu for the evening. Humboldt's finest hemp-infused vodka is a uniquely botanical spirit infused with locally grown hemp. This homage to Humboldt County's most iconic cash crop drinks like a gin, but not. This spirit is refreshing and herbaceous with notes of pine, cucumber, green tea, lemongrass, and basil. You can get Humboldt's finest hemp-infused vodka on cwspirits.com slash heybartender. You use that link and you get an automatic 5% off your entire order. Go order today. Hey, bartender. You have your own soda fountain on, on your trailer? No, but that's one of my next purchases. Yeah. Hey, okay. I was, uh, yeah. was kind of hoping you'd say that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it sure is. Yeah, literally, my husband just mentioned that. You know, we got to order the, yeah, yes, get it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a, a giant um, double tank restaurant grade margarita machine okay. um have, are you familiar are you familiar with working with the frozen margarita machine uh no i've never uh never got to deal okay. with one i'm just uh hearing that makes me happy that i don't have to deal with a blender oh yeah well, no because uh, a weighs <laughs> about a good 700 pounds oh okay um it is almost half the weight of my trailer so it's a drag to <laughs> bring it in and out uh, but as far as my clients know, I love nothing more than to drag that margarita machine to and from them. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, we had to get a, a specific like scissor lift for it just to be able to transfer it. Um, it can't sit in the trailer because it would break the wooden flooring. Yeah. Um, so he stays, you know, snug in his garage space until we need to throw him into the trailer just for a quick transport. But yes, I, I don't suppose the, um, soda fountain machine would be 700 pounds well the so well if you how, depends on how many kegs you put in i don't know but uh uh right now as far as kegs uh we can handle um two half kegs and those slip into the area where in a horse trailer you store the barrels of hay oh so you do have taps Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, we have taps, and then we have the sink for running water. Um, we have our built-in electrical that runs off of the battery. Um, anything extra, like the big coffee machines or the margarita machine, we have our inverter that we roll with us um, to power separately. Mm. Has there ever been a crisis where, oh my God, we're out of power, or the truck won't start? Um, or... Yes. <laughs> um. Yes, there has been where the homeowners insisted that their outlets would carry enough wattage for the margarita machine, um, and that was false. 
<laughs> um, the margarita machine, every time the motor kicked in, it would shut all the power off in the house. Um, so they ended up just having extra cold margaritas on ice instead of <laughs> frozen fleshy margaritas when it was 112 degrees out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. So that was definitely a lesson learned. I will always bring the inverter with me no matter what. Now, uh, when it comes to being a travel bartender, though, you must run into the occasional cocky teenager that thinks that they they look old enough to get a drink. Uh, oh, my gosh, yes. And they try multiple times. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they try multiple times. Like, they think we forget their faces. Um, but I actually, I, as cheesy as it may sound, being a nurse, you know, helps me gauge those uh, body clues and hints and stuff that, you know, uh, I know you're not 21 years old, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, we get kids that come up to the bar and um, because we do a lot of weddings and a lot of weddings are, you know, moving into the no children or no minors allowed kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, especially with COVID, some people still being very limited. Um, I haven't had too much of that lately, but yeah, there's always, there's always the one there's always, and there was always like the drunk uncle trying to hit on the pretty bar girl. So that's the pretty common one. The yeah. drunk uncle or the drunk, you know, the drunk uh, groomsman for sure. <laughs> but um, if, uh, if you see a situation like the, well, let's say the drunk uncle uh, decides that he wants to uh, give his 16 year old uh, nephew or son or something like that, his first shot at tequila, become a man, whatever, you know, kind of moment. We uh, sh shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down quick. Yeah. Do you, do you just go out and grab it, uh, grab it from him or? Um, you know what? I I have done that before. I, I really try not to be a jerk face about it. I try to be as fun and funny and easygoing with them. Um, the one time I had it, I, they were close enough where they kind of knew I was watching they tried it anyways and I ran out and no, 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 you know, did the pointing mom thing. Like I'm going to slap you on the wrist. <laughs> um, but there is, you know, like, like we all know, there's so many ways to go about it. Um, only I think once have I really had to be a little bit more rude and direct, but I was just tired of giving the same, no, I will not give you one more drink speech for the 15th time. Mm. Um, and I, I did take a drink and then just finally pour it down the sink to get the guy away from me. <laughs> Yeah. Get them away from the bar. You got to do what you got to do to get them to. You got to do what off. you got to do. Yeah. And especially, you know, especially with having your own small business, the mobile bartending business, I mean, the liabilities here in, uh, in California are so, so there's so much risk. Now, do you, you need know, a no license? What, uh, you, we, there isn't a mobile bar license yet. It isn't in existence. Um, as many times as I've called our alcohol board, they can't even give us a straight answer as if it's legal, if it's illegal. They're just a license for that doesn't exist. So um, there is no license. We're not allowed to purchase alcohol or trade cash for alcohol for our clients. Um, so really what you need is your business permit, your safe serve permit, uh, your liability insurances, um, catering license if you do want to carry a cater catering license just for that extra wiggle room but as far as a liquor license no no liquor license mm. um unless the only way to get around 
being able to provide the liquor for your clients is if you own a brick and mortar store or brick and mortar restaurant that has a full um, liquor license, then you can piggyback onto that liquor license, um, work under them, and then be able to provide the um, the actual alcohol full service to clients. Sure. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. But again, it comes with all of its liabilities and I... Um, I'm a stickler for playing it safe, so um, I'm okay with just here's your shopping list. This is what you need, where you need. I can tell you where you can order it online, and then the rest of it is out of my hands. Do customers ever give you a hard time about that, though? Wait, I thought you were going to provide the alcohol or... Um, really, here uh, out in, at least in Southern California, people generally know that mobile or bartending services are a dry hire, so I've never really had an issue with it. Um, the couple of times that people really needed the alcohol provided, it was corporate events, but I am partnered with a couple of liquor stores, mom and pop shop kind of liquor stores who will allow me to place the order for the client. Um, the client then calls in or faxes or emails in their credit card authorization form. Um, then the liquor store um, covers it, charges it. And basically at that point, the booze itself is just being Ubered from the store to the location of the event. Mm. Okay. So I facilitate it for them, but I don't do the actual cash transaction for it. Okay. It's, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's try- a, a way to get around the rules without breaking the rules. Yeah. yeah. So uh, any really uh, funny stories that happened while you were uh, doing one of these events? Oh my gosh! There's you don't have always, to mention any um, mention any names. We don't want to right? out anybody. Gosh, there's <laughs> always so many funny stories. Um, gosh, and this one, um, uh, we are a husband and wife team. My husband is one of my uh, head bartenders. Um, big shout out to him because you know my social media is it's all about branding. So it's <laughs> me, me, me that you see on there. Um, but I want to say. Definitely a drunk groomsman hitting on me like you wouldn't believe. And, hey, you know, thanks for the compliment, but that's my husband here making you a drink. No, that's not your husband. Here's my hotel key, you know, and <laughs> I'll meet you in the room. And I'm like, um, honey, can you <laughs> can you back me up on this one? Yeah, it's, uh, I want to say that's the most, that's the one that's gotten me the, the most recently. Um, gosh, the fire was a good one. I mean, it wasn't funny. Well. I guess probably not at first. uh, Well, not at first. Once it was put out, okay, it was okay. But the crazy part about it was that the bride and groom, literally the groom, um, his house caught on fire and burnt down. um, I want to say like 10, 11 months prior to their wedding. So it was like a total PTSD moment. Like they're in the (laughs) wedding, there's this fire, flowers, and everybody's running. The bride actually ends up running to me and has the fire extinguisher in her hand. <laughs> so that was like one of those, oh my, oh my gosh, we laugh now moments. But definitely never, ever a dull moment. And I, I love it. Definitely, um, you know, after still dealing with so much death and dying at the hospital with COVID, it, it's what I need on the weekends to just get away and refill that love tank per se. Well, that's one of the things that I've actually really uh, admired about a lot of people since COVID started, uh, or the quarantine, actually, because a Mm -hmm. lot of people took advantage of that time to uh, 
remake themselves or rebrand themselves in certain ways. I had a guest yeah. on my, I've had two guests on my show that have written books about their lives as bartenders. Uh, I've talked to people that took the opportunity uh, for the time off to start a YouTube channel or even a couple that uh, still enjoy bartending to, you know, it to mm-hmm. the most that they can, but they became, they got their real estate license just because the restaurant was closed and they had nothing else yeah. better to do. And uh, I'm, uh, I greatly admire every single one of you. And because there, there are times where I sit back mm-hmm. and I think if I were, because uh, in my day job, we were not, uh, we were not quarantined. They just said, you keep coming to work and you stay six feet away from each other. That's bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. If I were like all of a sudden notified that I was going to be quarantined for a month, two months, three months, I'm, I would, I probably would have finished Netflix. Uh, I mean, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I guess I feel bad about that. Never... I feel about bad about myself being like that, you know, the motivation and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But it, it happens. You know, sometimes some people don't get enough time to watch Netflix. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when the last time I got to sit down and watch uh, just anything on TV. If either it's too late and I go to bed or I try to watch TV and I'm out on the couch snoring, mouth wide open, dogs on my lap. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely a silver lining to so many people. I think it was definitely that opportunity to just kind of stop and rethink where am I doing? Am I just going through life in this robot mode? Um, am I doing it just because I know no other way? So yeah, I, I'm, I definitely agree with you. And there's so many people that have just found this new niche and ran with it and were able to, you know, leave their nine to five jobs and just pursue their, their dream of owning their own business and starting their own clothing line, food line, bar business, everything. TikTok account, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, TikTok, I, oh man, I got to figure out that TikTok business. I, uh, I keep telling myself, I'm just too old for TikTok. What is, I still don't even know. And I have my 13 year old at home trying to help me figure it out. Well, there's no such thing in, well, coming from a 45 year old, a 16 year old would tell you differently, but there's no such thing as being too old for TikTok. Uh, it, but it's, uh, in my opinion, so. Uh, there's so many rules nowadays. They've set so many stipulations, guidelines, and uh, you will be harassed no matter who you are. Oh, 100%. And yes, that, that happened on day one, yes. <laughs> really? You, you've, already and, and been, you've already been harassed on TikTok? Yes, I, I, I was. Yeah, I was harassed. Well, actually, it was on Instagram. Mm. It was one of my very first posts, um, and I was very still new to social media as far as business promoting and I did post uh just a little hey this is me Hispanic female mobile bar owner um you know trying to pave the way for a lot of other small business Latina women um and there was a very much not Latino person who uh was trashing me for you know being a Hispanic woman in particular um but just you know I, I guess I, it was expected and um, just moved right on. I didn't feed into it because I know that's what gets those people going. You know, it's just mm-hmm. the fight, the picking, the bullying. You know, you fall for it and you already lost. So I definitely just giggled, brushed it off, and yeah. moved on. 
Yeah, I've uh, seen a number number of things where people say that they immediately get on social media and, you know, talk back to the people that are trying to bully to them. And I went, you went wrong right there. Exactly. Yeah, you already lost because they got what they wanted. Exactly. I mean, Uh, don't feed into it. You don't care. Two uh, two times that I've been uh, messaged uh, on social media about uh, things that I've said or done or something like that. One guy got mad because I was doing a haunted restaurants uh, thing on on mm-hmm. Instagram, and he uh-huh. got mad that he didn't see any ghosts in the footage that I was showing. Okay, and I, really, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, are you're kidding me, right? Um, yeah, okay. And another guy uh, who was actually from Spain, I did a did a show on uh, tipping. Uh, uh, this okay. my podcast is heard all over the world. Uh, I've awesome. Uh, uh, the, but uh-huh. just to let you know. So, <laughs> but um, okay, this guy yeah. from Spain listened to a show that I talked about tipping, and he told me that tipping was ridiculous. And he lives in Spain. He makes a good wage, and I'm like, well, sorry, buddy, but you might make a good wage in Spain as a server, but we don't in America. Right? Yeah. It, it's unfortunate, but yeah. Now, have you noticed that that has definitely taken, um, I don't want to say post-COVID, but yeah, I guess post-COVID, now that people were without the service, um, now that people are going back out again, people being more happy and willing to tip a little more, or is that me reading into it? I think people are appreciating it a little more. Um, I haven't heard too much about that. The last thing I heard was that uh, Uber Eats was taking the tips away from the servers because Uber Eats would Uh go get the food from the restaurant and just take, pay for the food, take the food. But then they take it to the house. They get the tip, but you got this one server that's making minimum wage. If they're lucky in some cases and they're not getting paid or they're getting taxed or, uh, or their boss insists that they pay out their cooks, their bussers, their bartenders, all a certain amount. And it, it happens. And it's yeah. Okay. Actually, I think I heard in California they made it a law where uh, restaurant owners can't do that. Uh, you know, force. Gosh, I I haven't been in the restaurant in a while, so I. But I mean, that's good that there's somebody looking out for them. That is, you know, a lot of people depend on, like you said, you know, minimum wage, especially here in Southern California. Minimum wage doesn't get you very far so those tips on a daily basis really are what get people by yeah uh, well minimum wage tip your tip your servers everybody okay (laughs) (laughs) when minimum wage doesn't get anybody very far uh all you have to do to realize that is fill your tank with gas but oh my gosh (laughs) yes i think we're uh just over the five dollar mark today really it's terrible yes well uh, unfortunately here in texas out here is and here in Texas, it's three and a quarter. <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> now we, you know, and, and of course, there's like a ton of traffic, so you burn through that $5 uh, gas in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but I love it here. I wouldn't go anywhere else. That's awesome. But, you know, really quick, going back to your haunted restaurant, you know, I'm a sucker for haunted stuff. The one thing I have learned how to do on TikTok is how to search for these ghost stories and paranormal activity videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you have a question about it or? I, no, I just think it's, how did that 
I'm going to have to look up that podcast of your haunted restaurant. Yeah, I've got a couple podcasts where I talk about haunted restaurants, pe- stories that people have relayed to me or stories that I've heard of. Um, on TikTok, it's easier to find, look up Hey, Bart- uh, uh, hey Bartender Podcast. And you'll see awesome. for the whole month of October last year, every, once a day, I posted a video about a, a haunted restaurant somewhere in the United States. And that's awesome. Told a little bit of the story that went along with it. And it, it was a lot of fun to do a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. A lot of research. I can imagine. Yeah. I, I, I love that stuff. I'm a, I'm a sucker for it. Um, I can get myself in trouble at nighttime, you know, with the lights off watching TikToks, and it's like somebody, somebody come snuggle me. Where's the Disney channel? <laughs> and, you know, you have, uh, have you ever done like me where you're sitting in a room alone and all of a sudden you get one of those videos that are like jump scares and... Oh, I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. I may have squealed a couple times just the other night watching these TikToks, but those jump scares. You have no. to, you have to I, crawl. I like the real stuff. You have yeah. to crawl across your room to pick your phone back up or something like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Or like the dog comes scurrying in and it's like, ah, there's something in my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an easy scarer. There's been lots of times when I'm like turning the hallways here at work and I just look up and, ah, there's someone there. And, and, you know, there's supposed to be people there because we're working. (laughs) Now, let's uh, talk about promotion for a little bit. Now, I find even with the podcast, the promotional part is the hardest part for me to do. Um, What what are some of the stuff that you do to promote your business? Um, Well, for us in our specific line of the bartending industry, you know, we really cater to um, weddings and large private events. So as far as marketing and promotions here, um, we do a lot of the general like, um, wedding and bridal shows and expos. Um, but really the biggest thing that has helped the most is networking with other small business vendors. Really? People are, that are in the same, yeah, the same line of work. So photographers, DJs, caterers, um, event planners, decorators, um, really networking is key. Um, you build a relationship with one person and it's just this, um, branches, branches off. You need just one of them to kind of refer you to a client and you refer them back. And really that has been next to social media. Um, the biggest growth for me has been networking with, um, fellow vendors, you know, and the small business supports and community, um, it goes a really long way, you know. Mm-hmm. They, there's no one that has your back more than another um, small business owner. Um, so we like to. Um, you can't really uh, tag along with like a, a, a lunch wagon or anything like that. Well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it depends. But um, we have had we have done some community like pop up events. Um, not sure if everywhere else, but definitely here in SoCal, the small business pop-ups um, have gotten really popular. You know, the weather here, the climate allows for it almost year long. Um, so the pop-ups are really big on the weekends. The group will get together, food, drink, um, accessories, really anything you can think of. I have tagged along to a couple, but of course, because liquor laws, obviously I can't just you know, pop open some tequila and vodka out on the sidewalk and pour out drinks, um, which does happen. Um, I, I couldn't take that risk 
to do it. So I pull over, I'll sell mocktails out of the trailer, um, you know, lemonade, even coffee, just to get the visibility out there. So I'm out here to sell people coffee, hot chocolate, um, but they're going to get the full speech of, hey, you know, if you're having any special events and you want the real, the real drinks, call us over, we'll come on out and we'll, you know, get it going for you. Oh, I, yeah, I suppose going out and uh, on really hot days and selling virgin margaritas or uh, virgin daiquiris, yeah, that would go over really it, well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and really once people um, see the trailer in person, you know, it just sticks, it sticks with them. That's cool. So what are your plans and hopes for your, uh, for the future? For the future, um, definitely I would like to just, um, give nursing a backseat. Um, I couldn't say step away from nursing. I mean, I've been a nurse since I was 18 years old. So I, um, I don't ever see myself never being a nurse, but I would love to maybe just work part-time or, you know, 50% of, um, my nurse schedule. I do have three young kids at home. So at some point I would like to be the parent that takes them to school and brings them back. And yeah, I was wondering, chasing you. <laughs> I was wondering, is there such thing as part-time for a nurse? Cause nurses are always really, really busy. <laughs> um, you know, it's very hard to come by part-time work. So I, I'm looking, Oh, I'm looking, I'm trying, hopefully it's something that can be done. Uh, but heck, I mean, if the business, uh, luckily we've been very blessed we have gotten lots of business you know all that good karma um after we really got just our trailer wrecked um uh, just helped launch our business we had developed enough of a following that was really watching magnus our trailer um grow uh, we got enough of a following that people really wanted to see us win and um we have lots of business keeps me very busy so i mean if i were to get busy enough where leaving nursing was an option i'm i'm in bring it on guys <laughs> bring on them parties that's awesome <laughs> let me be home with my kiddos although you know people say they go into small business uh wanting to be their own boss and not have to work so much no it's actually the opposite you're working literally 24 7 right yeah you're working 24 <laughs> 7 but it, it is such a feel-good moment to know that at least you're working for yourself Working for yourself, not having anybody else telling you what to do, how to do it. That's basically what it is. You know, work for yourself and uh, don't answer to anybody, but you still got to put the work in. And you still got to put the work in. Yeah. Um, you know, you still have obviously clients that you have to answer to. It doesn't mean you can come and go do what you want as you please, because yeah, over time you're going to burn those clients out, and um, you'll be really looking for work at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I after gosh, what did I say? Twenty years of being a nurse, it, it would be pretty awesome to be able to step away from that. <laughs> That's cool. Well, we're coming up on last call right now. So, uh, first of all, thank you so much for being on Hey Bartender Podcast. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to be on the show. Thank you. I really do appreciate being on here. I'm sure I've talked enough people's ears off. <laughs> I'm sure people enjoyed <laughs> enjoyed it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Um, why don't you tell everybody uh, how to get a hold of you or uh, uh, where to follow you on Instagram or uh, your social medias, anything like that? Absolutely, yes. Um, you guys can find us on our website at www.thefirstforcemobile.com. 
And I'm most active on our Instagram page, which is the underscore thirsty underscore um, horse underscore mobile. The thirsty horse mobile with an underscore between each word. Um, because apparently there was a million other thirsty horse mobiles out there. <laughs> uh, so mine has an underscore between each word. Um, you guys can message me there. Um, my website also will link you to my email and my phone number. You guys can, uh, I'm quickest to get around on text, but if you leave a voicemail, I am sure to call back. Well, thank you so much for being on Hey Bartender Podcast. And uh, uh, if ever you want to come back on the show, I'd love to have you. Hey, I, we can talk ghost, ghost bar stories. I'm in. All right. And that's it. That's last call, people. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar because you're not getting shit afterwards. Thank you so much, Vivian, of the Thirsty Horse Mobile uh, for coming on the show. I, I'm finding all a lot of these traveling bartenders, and it's really cool. A lot of these people are, have, you know, the, some people walked away from the quarantine uh, being inspired to do something else with their lives. And I find that incredibly admirable. I mean, if you go back and listen to past episodes to uh, Hey Bartender podcast, you'll find actresses, you'll find authors, you'll find uh, just people who just all of a sudden one day wanted to take control of their lives and do something else. And I, I hugely admire that. It's uh, the greatest thing, and I love hearing those stories. And uh, it's one of the best parts of doing this podcast. Also, of course, got to thank Laura Hope and the Arctones for letting me use their song, Dr. Bartender, for the theme song to Hey Bartender podcast. If you want to check out more of Laura Hope and the Arctones, they are available on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp.com. Go check out more of their music. They are just completely awesome. I can't not say enough about them. Uh, one thing that Vivian did bring up a little bit later that I uh, wanted to make sure that you guys know about, go to her website, that's www.thethirstyhorsemobile.com and ask her about her own uh, mixers that she has available. Uh, they're Thirsty Horse uh, handcrafted mixers. She's got a huge selection of different mixers that you should totally check out. Limited availability at this point in time, but still go check it out. Ask her about it, whatever you want to do. Remember, people, if you want to check out more about Hey Bartender Podcast, uh, the website's kind of a little fucked up right now, but I'm going to get it back in order here pretty soon. That's www.heybartenderpodcast.com. You can still buy t-shirts or whatever uh, while you're there, uh, but it's uh, undergoing a little bit of maintenance because of changes that I did with uh, podcast distributions. Kind of a headache. But... uh, uh, don't worry, it'll be back. Uh, you can also listen to Hey Bartender Podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever pretty much you can uh, download podcasts. Remember, people, if you get onto anchor.fm and find Hey Bartender Podcast on there, there's a switch you can t- uh, tap on there, and you can leave a voice message for me to listen to and possibly use in a future episode. I would love to do that. Sarah Silverman does it all the time. Why can't I? Remember, you can follow me on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to find out when the new episodes are coming up. Uh, all of them, you can follow me at Hey Bartender Podcast. And, or if you have the time, you can email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. Real quick, well, I want to apologize to some of the people that have that same uh, tone alert. 
let them know that uh, they got a text message that happened during the podcast twice. If you uh, were all of a sudden like Pavlov's dog and looked down at your phone, really sorry. Uh, I'll try not to let that ever happen again. And I apologize to Vivian for the lack of professionalism on that. I forgot to shut it off. I'm always looking for people to interview on this show. So if you are a bartender, server, uh, uh, flight attendant, Anybody that works in the service industry or with customers, I would love to have you on the show. Just remember, all you have to do is drop me a line, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, or drop me a message on any of the social medias, or hit that message button on anchor.fm. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. It has been fun. It has been 59 minutes or in 52 seconds. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. I, I, and remember, new episodes every Saturday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as usual, I wish all of you lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last go? I just got here.